Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this. Welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast with Tomo. What I like to do at the start is give out my little shout-outs before we get into the chunk of the podcast. And as always, like I like to start my day, I like to have a nice coffee. The best type of coffee to have is a veteran-owned company, surely. Because they're going to put maximum effort into everything they do. There's no cuff too tough, you know. And uh, that company that supported me from the very beginning is 50 Cal Coffee. And not only do they help and support the podcast, they make delicious coffee. And if you love your veterans, get behind them, support them, and uh, share in some great coffee, all you coffee lovers. And another company from my hometown of Hereford, HR4K Hotel Romeo 4 Kilo. They support and love veteran companies. They love and support veteran podcasts. They also produce some fantastic kit and equipment. And they've also got a decent gym and provide some fucking awesome workouts. So go and check them out, HR4K. If you want some um, decent fitness apparel, then why not visit some buddies of mine from the RAF regiment, Modern Warrior. Now I'm sporting their flag, I'm sporting their t-shirt, fantastic company, great bunch of lads, products get to you ASAP. Can't knock them, top quality t-shirts, top quality gear, check them out. And while you're there, you might as well go to another friend of mine that produces some fantastic fitness apparel. And workouts. And that's the close quarter battle. CQB. Apparel. Friends of mine that served with me on 15 Squadron. Royal Air Force Regiment. So go and check them out. Not only do they produce fantastic workout equipment. And clothing. My word. Are their workouts good. So check them out. Look at me, smashing out all these um, fitness t-shirts and things like that, CrossFit stuff. That's what they all love to do. So, like all good quality military men and people that are behind mental health and general fitness in general, you're going to need some decent supplements, aren't you? And some very, very good friends of mine now and... Some of the best people that I've spoken to and have supported the podcast for a while now. And if you want to increase your deadlift, you want to increase your bench press, you want to increase your squat, you want to get a better run time, you want to strap on your ruck and go for a speed march or a tab or whatever, you're going to need some pre-workout, you're going to need some protein, some creatine. To help you get through it. And you know what I'm going to say. You might as well go to a veteran-based company that gives some of their profits to uh, help the heroes. What? Why not? So go and check them out. Combat Fuel. If you want to get fueled for combat, you go to Combat Fuel. If you want to be combat ready, you go to Combat Fuel. If you're a civvy and you love your veterans and you love your veteran causes, hey... Go to combat fuel. And you're like saying, Tomo, mate. Tomo. Come on now. 
I'd need a little bit of incentive. I need a little discount. What can you do for me? I can do you 15%. How about that? Courtesy of the Granite Zero podcast. Go to the website and on checkout, put in the promo code WARRIOR15 to get yourself 15% off. Treat yourself and you're welcome. But without further ado, it's time for me to start the Granite Zero podcast. Hello, Charlie. Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. Welcome back, my Granite Zero listeners. And thank you so much for listening. It's been a boost. It really has. Now, you've all been great. I've had loads of positive feedback from people that I wasn't expecting feedback from like i said in the last podcast so thank you to all you lot that are supporting the podcast supporting the message and not only that passing the message on getting the message out there this isn't just about tomo this isn't just about me we are one big happy family we are one team and one effort as my old warrant officer would say warrant officer reading what you got to do is you got to go out you got to have a beer. Sure. But do not take drugs. And do not put my squadron into disrepute. Otherwise, I'll be putting my hand in your pocket. Now, we are one. One team. One effort. <laughs> Little throwback for you troopers there. But it has been fucking good. And it really has. And it just proves that... When you put your mind to something that you believe in, that you're passionate about, that anything is possible. And this goes on to my first subject of the day. And the proof is in the pudding. And the reason why I'm going to talk about this is because this lad is a very, very good friend of mine. And he's encouraged me no end. And that's my boy, niece. You're my boy, niece. You're my boy. Nah, but truly, he really is. You know, we've been close friends since he joined the squadron back in, what, 2010? I think it was, maybe end of 2009. And um, we were on the same flight, you know. Went through a couple of pre-deployments together. Always a laugh. And he's he's my boy. You know, he was the um, LMG gunner on, um, on on the flight. And... He's just an overall top, top lad. And he's now a uh, paramedic. And fucking hats off to him. So he got the idea of doing that when he went off to um, do Mert, which unfortunately I didn't get a chance to do. I would have loved to have done it, given back to some of the some of the troops out there and helping them out. Um, but unfortunately I was stuck in a wooden shed, a bit like I am now, talking on a radio. A bit like I am now. But Nice did um, Mert. And um, it sort of paved the way for his next avenue when he left the military and that was to become a paramedic along with another very close friend of mine Nick Anders um, who I've spoke about before he is also a paramedic and hats off to you as well big man I miss you a lot I haven't spoken to you in a while but we'll catch up we'll catch up but this story is about Nice and um, 
it's basically about how hard work pays off. And I, I can second that because, you know, like I said in, in the previous episodes, that there's been times where I've wanted to give up and just like, nah, I'm done, mate. Finish with it. I can't be asked to sit in the shed and talk to myself. But it's the people like Neeson, it's the people like Chrissy Dunn, my brother, Little Brown, um, my mate Cy Young, you know, Robbo. All these people kept convincing me to carry on my story, carry on my journal, carry on this train of thought to get through each and every step that I've managed to overcome. Each and every obstacle, each and every hurdle, each and every step of the way. And it's because of the hard work that's paying off. And the reason why I'm talking about Neeson particularly is because Neeson, like myself, um, I'm not going to say suffers because it's not, it's not something that's hurting you. It's, it's, it's a, a slight learning difficulty where we both, I'm going to say suffer because that's the only word that I can think of. We both suffer from dyslexia. And Darren spoke about mine in the drunken episode, the ramblings of... Um, of us um, talking when we were really super pissed up um, about my dyslexia, where my brain sort of is thinking too far ahead of what my hand is writing. So I'm already a couple of steps and now I miss words out. Um, I don't know the extent of nieces, but uh, by all accounts, he was told he would never make it. He was told he would never do this. He was told he would never do that. He was a very, very successful gunner, a very, very well-liked member of the RAF regiment. I can hold my hands up and say that because the, the lad is... Is, is is a top man. He really, truly is. I don't think anyone on the squadron, let alone in the, the regiment, would ever say a bad word about Nice. He's just too likable. And um, so he's off doing his uh, paramedic training. Obviously, they've got to do all the tests and things like that. I don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, but usually the top students and all that come from uh, university-based um, students. So apparently they are higher educated. But Nice, you know, told he'd never make it. Told he would do this. His dyslexia is too bad. This, that and the other. He wouldn't be able to get over said obstacles. But a bit like myself, a bit like most people that served, a bit like most people in general that come from certain backgrounds, you tell them they can't do something, they're going to go off and do it. That's the gen. They're going to just do it. You know, you're not going to be able to do this. Fuck off, I'm going to do that. You can't do this. Fuck off, mate. I'll do it. Of course I will. Like Dunny. I'm just going to throw Dunny out there as an example. Uh, Dunny basically did zero training for his marathon. The fucking nut job. Completed, it, mate. Pretty much zero training. They told Dunny you wouldn't do it. You're not going to do it, mate. You're going to fail because... You can't do it because you haven't done the training. He proved everyone wrong, including myself. I was like, Dunny, you're mad, mate. You ain't done zero training. He's like, well, I've done a couple of miles. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, you could die, but he did it. So hats off to Dunny. Shout out to you, big buddy. Uh, but nice, mate. So they've um, smashed it all at him. You're not good enough. You won't do it. Prove you wrong. And he did each step of the way. So like I said, top quality gunner. Top quality on the on the squadron. Now a paramedic is now completed all his uh, all his training and top student mate. 
I believe he said he got all A's or something. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't misquote me. But top student coming on a course that is full of university graduates. You know, that ain't half bad. So fucking... Nice, you're my boy still. You're my boy. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Because when he told me, I was so, I was beaming with pride, mate. I was like, fucking good job, mate. Fucking well done. The same goes for you, Anders, as well, mate. Because you're doing a smashing job. I know you've had a, a, a bit of trouble. A bit like me. Suffering a bit with a bit of depression. So shout out to you, Big Ginge. You know, still love you, man. And I'm still here for you every time, every every step of the way. But you boys, hats off to you both. You're lifesavers. That's what you guys are now. Lifesavers. To be really corny, you've gone from life takers to lifesavers. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> I'm going to get so much shit for that. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. Surely, James. Oh, Tomo. <laughs> life takers to lifesavers. Fuck me. Get your fucking cheese on toast. <laughs> oh, God. That was funny, wasn't it? Oh. I hope you guys laugh as much as I just did. I'm literally sat in a shed on my own laughing at my own jokes. What a creature. But staying on the subject of hard work, you know, and I'm going to combine two little subjects I've got here. This, this, is, this is sort of, ooh, in the news and that, topics and that. <sighs> but the state of British athletics, right? It's, got, it's gone downhill in my head, in my eyes. You know, back in the day, you'd be like, yeah, Jess Ennis is racing, You've got oh, Usain Bolt's racing, Mo Farah's racing. Everybody would get behind them. And it's like there's no market for it or something like that. Because obviously they're going to hold the world championships in Qatar for some fuck it, fucked up reason. Why are you going to do that? Who Who's going to travel over there? It's a bit like the World Cup's going to be the same. Who's going to want to travel over to that fucking country and sweat constantly? Sahar. Oh, it's so warm. What we're going to do is we're going to hold the World Championships in a desert. Come on. The stadium's like half empty. You know, it's not good enough. Um, but there has been some shining light coming out of it. Of course there is. There were always these in there. So the first one is um, Asher Smith. Now... She's like the new sort of golden girl coming through now, I believe. Her and another person I'm going to talk about in a second. So she got uh, silver in the 100 metres. I mean, when has Great Britain done that in the past however long? Especially for a female. No offence, females, before you start getting snappy at me. But you know what I mean? It's like unheard of. <laughs> To follow that up by getting a gold medal in the 200 metres and breaking the British record. Like, hats off to you, Asher Smith. Hats off to you. I mean that, like, to the full extent of what I'm saying. Because that, that's just another point proving that hard work pays off. 
Her dream was to win a gold medal in the World Championships. Probably to get a gold medal in the Olympics. Yeah? She's already ticked one box off. And fucking brilliant job too. Fucking well done. Awesome. And to be fair, that's all I heard about on the news the next day. All I heard. And I was like, oh, yeah. Do you know what? I didn't even know the World Championships was on. Didn't even know. Until that was on the radio. And I was like, oh, fucking World Championships are on. Who else knew they were on? You know what I mean? Hey, advertise it more. These guys are athletes. Yeah, they get paid to run around in a circle. Or throw a fucking ball of metal. But they can do it better than me. Do you know what I mean, though? It needs a bit more exposure, I think. I feel. A bit more. Just a little bit. Just. Come on. Let's give them a little little nudge. Like, I don't know any of the male athletes anymore. Literally. I couldn't name them. But then we come on to the next golden girl. Katarina Johnson-Thompson. Get a get a smaller name. Just just throwing that out there. Get a smaller name. Not only is your first name ridiculously long, Katarina, but then you combine Johnston and Thompson as a double barrel. Ha! Just pick one. Whoever in the family decided what we're going to do is we're going to combine that because I want a double barrel name because I don't want to lose my surname. Ah. Uh, Pick two shorter names. Or have one short one and one long one. You don't you don't need you don't Johnson Thompson. Don't need it. I bet she's got a middle name as well. Something like Penelope. Katerina Penelope Johnson Thompson. Too long. I don't know if her middle name's Penelope, but too many syllables. Too many letters. Too many. <coughs> but fair play, though, to both of those ladies getting gold in the um, World Championships. I believe it's the, the first time ever that there's been two gold medal winners from female athletes. And it, it, right, is it, it? Right. I don't know what just happened to my fucking face. Just stopped working. Um... Oh, this could be a this could be a uh, touchy subject. This has just popped in my head. What are we going to do with transgender? Are they going to have their own event, <laughs> like their own section? And this is not be, be, me being a dick or being politically incorrect. I'm being deadly serious here because a transgender who used to be male that now wants to be a female, say they want to be a powerlifter, sorry women, but said male should be able to lift more than the females. And you go, ah, you guys are sexist, it's transphobic. It's not, right? Because look at the world records for the lifting. Yeah? There's your point proven. And the same with the sprinting. Uh, There's your point proven. Times are faster, lifts are bigger, 
throws are longer. Yeah. That that's just that's just in the athletics like mind. So all of a sudden, Frank, who is now Frankie, who's had is wants to get Willie cut off, and made into a fanny. Comes in and goes, all right, I'm now a woman. I'm going to go lift. I'm going to go clean and jerk this 200 kilo thing and break the women's records. It's not fair. That's what I'm trying to get at. That ain't fair. And said Frankie, who now wants to become Frank, wants to try and lift the same as the men or run as quick. It's not going to happen because genetically... And physically, you are eh, so different. A bit like the fucking former MMA fighter, who was a bloke, terrible fighter for blokes, then went, do you know what? I'm a chick now. And they let... Uh, Z? <laughs> don't know, whatever. Gender person... Tender fluid, don't dead name me. Um, we'll call that person Rachel, who used to be <laughs> Raphael, um, fighting whatever organisation it was, and just battered women, basically. When have he got off on it? Like, you know, like some people do, like, uh, women beaters and that, just beating women up. And he's like, yeah, I feel powerful now. I'm the alpha female. You know what? Because you got a dick. Or at least you used to have a dick. Thus having more testosterone. So, yeah. That took a turn and a tangent. I do love a tangent. I do love love a turn. But it, it is what it is, you know. Um, but what I was trying to get at is there's not enough backing behind athletics all the athletes that are that are representing the flag. Um, yeah. What I want to do is um, quickly talk about a book I'm reading. Yeah, that's right. This dyslexic motherfucker is reading another book. So the first one I read and really enjoyed was um, Broken by War by Anthony Locke. Brilliant book. This one is uh, Brothers in Arms. And um, it's by Garrett Jones. And fucking... Mate, it's brilliant. It's the, the reason why it's brilliant is because you can tell it's wrote by a squaddy. You know? The language, the terminologies, the way he describes things. It's so raw and so real. It's just fucking amazing. Like, I, I literally... I'm not the best reader. I'm not the... I don't go... Who I'm going to go read today. I don't do that. So what I do is I'll try and find books that like interest me. And funnily enough, he mentions it in, in, in the book that he's drawn or was drawn, especially when he was on tour, to military books. And I'm the same. Um, because not only are you drawn to it because you know certain things, but also because you're like, oh, I wish I could have done that, that side of stuff. Or I wish I'd have done a bit more. Or... The fact that someone else's war always seems more exciting. You know, I can relate to a bit of Jarhead to the fact that they were sat around waiting, they went out on pointless patrols and things like that. 
um, where us in the regiment, we get a lot of shit because people don't think we leave the wire when we do, obviously, fucking morons. Um, and we do a lot, we do our job and we do it well. But as infantry soldiers go, it's not the most exciting. Sometimes it is, of course. Sometimes it's not. And we stagger on a lot. But, you know, but brother, brothers in arms, like, I, I honestly haven't found nothing wrong with it yet. It's fucking brilliant. It really is. And he's a fucking decent chap as well. So I sent him a message saying that I'm reading his book. He replied. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. You know, I like the fact that he's still a down-to-earth squaddy. You know, he's a successful book writer. But, yeah, still believes in the fact that people are people and veterans are veterans and we're all one big fucking team yeah we all had different cat badges we all did this and we all did that but at the end of the day we all served which is is mad in itself when you think about it you know those of us that signed up to do infantry roles and yes the regiment were infantry those of you pongos that are listening those of you fucking matlows that are listening those of you bootnecks that are listening those of you paras you know screaming hats <laughs> joking um you all signed up to do one thing and that was to go to war basically that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to get that adrenaline fix. You wanted to see what it was like. You wanted to put on the uniform and go and fight for your queen and country and for the people back home. That's what you wanted to do. You wanted to stand face-to-face, toe-to-toe with the enemy and put rounds down. Some did. Some didn't, you know, but you, we all did sign up for the same purpose. That's why you signed up. <laughs> Because you had that dream, that idea in your head that you want to be a fucking soldier. And it takes a special type of person to do that. And it's a special breed of man, a special breed of woman. I don't really know much about the females in in the forces, but again, you probably signed up for the exact same reason. Especially now that all infantry roles and all army roles, all navy roles, all air force roles are all opening up for the same, for every sex. But it takes a special type of person to join the military. I don't mean that in a derogatory term, it's special, but, you know, it takes a lot to be broken down to the point where you feel like you're nothing, to be brought back up, to then... Basically, your personality sort of changes in a way. They want you to be a thinker, but also to take orders. They want you to all look the same, but still be individual. It's, it's a strange concept. And it's like... It takes a lot to be able to be shout it out in your face but not react to then use that feeling to your benefit when you want to be aggressive in other avenues 
it's an it's an amazing it's a it's an amazing job. It is, and I still stand by the fact that it was the best job I ever had, and it always will be. That's why I still talk about it. That's why I still mention it. That's why I still feel like I'm part of the brotherhood. It was a huge part of my life, and I would do it. I'd do it again, definitely. There will always be war and there will always be a military. People are talking about the climate change, global warming, global cooling, whatever you want to call it now. Um, but that in, in itself will cause conflicts. It will cause fighting between other countries for the sole purpose that the ones that were benefiting from all the oil will then no longer have that hold on on the world and they'll probably kick off with the people that are then generating these renewable energy sources and and things like that and then then it's like oh we need to be at the forefront of that we need to be the top of that oh we're gonna go and kick pick a fight with that person ah so it's like the old saying goes if you want peace prepare for war there's never going to be peace in the world because there's always going to be someone that wants to be top top dog. There's always going to be someone that wants to be the, the top person, the, this, that and the other. So we're always going to be fighting. So there's always going to be the need for those people that are ready to put on the uniform, put on the body armour, put the helmet on, grab their rifles, bomb up, Load it, make ready, and engage the enemy. There's always going to be people to do that. And that's why we need to sort of knock out this fucking softy, softly, catchy monkey bollocks that we've got going on. This political correctness. There are no hard people in the world anymore that are being made, you know. And what I mean by that is the fact that we've got to be so politically correct, we've got to be so careful of what we say to people because you don't want to offend them, you don't want to hurt their feelings. Fuck off, you fucking snowflake cunt. That's what I should say. Fucking man up a little bit. Stop being a whiny little bitch about your fucking plastic container. That's not important, you little fucking jumped up cunt. Do you know what I mean? Even the military's getting a bit soft now. One of my buddies got called in front of Ofsted. Are you kidding me, by the way? Just because they're teaching, they have to have Ofsted in. Fuck off. Because he called one of the recruits a cunt. And he reported it. Oh, so do you know what that makes you? A proper cunt. Just take your bollocking. Take your shoutings in your face. Stop being so soft and so sensitive about everything. took my European Union flag. Ah. Fuck off. I didn't fight for the European Union flag. I fought for the Union flag. Ah. Fucking snowflakes, man. Need to get a grip. Fucking turkey fuckers. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, gone are the days where you can have this dark sense of humour and just be 
outspoken and not give a shit about what anyone else is really giving a shit about. You know? Like I said to Jess, my eldest, life's so much better when you fucking don't give a shit. Do you want to hear a funny story? Because I know he fucking listens. (laughs) And we were talking about it this morning on the school run, funnily enough. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Don't ask me why, but I was stood with uh, the missus and some of the other mums and they were talking about one of their boys and he was running around with a sock on his todger and he was like and then they were like oh look can you imagine if you you can only do that at that age because you know it's cute and it's funny but you you can you have to stop doing that when you get to like you don't go into your mum's room now and go look mum got the sock on my cock got the sock on my cock no you don't do that you don't walk around with your wanking sock, is my point. And <laughs> um, it's like when your mum comes upstairs and you're fucking watching Channel 5 at 11 o'clock on a Friday and you're having a Ooh, little bit of softcore porn, I'm going to have a massive wank. Then your mum comes up, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm not doing anything, mum. I'm not fucking touching my dick, am I? Or even when you're fucking... 14 years old or whatever and Britney Spears is on in her fucking skimps and you're having a little Ey! and then your brother comes in you're like what the fuck ah, that way I could have a Britney Spears ah. anyway so just be careful you're wanking socks is what I'm talking about and the reason why I talk about that is because of Scotty B Scott Brandt the big brown bear who I went through basic training with on an LLA main flight. Then joined 15 Squadron with him. Went to Iraq. Went to CAF. And I believe he's at Bastion. Were you in Bastion, Scott? You'll have to let me know about that one. And um, so basically on um, uh, an inspection during basic training, we stood there, you know, at attention. You've got the corporals coming around, looking in your lockers. Used to make a beeline for me because I was a bit more of a, a field soldier where I... I shonned in the field I was pretty fucking dog shit in the block let's face it um I was built for war not for an ironing board um and uh <laughs> so this court boy's looking around and then he spots something under Scott's bed <laughs> Scott what the fuck is that <laughs> Scotty B's like I don't know corporal he pulls out, he says, why the fuck have you got a wanking sock under your bed? <laughs> Scotty B missed his wanking sock, didn't he? Ah. And then he says, it's not mine, Corporal. Wasn't it, Scott? So whose fucking sock was it? Uh, it wasn't my fucking sock, that's for sure, mate. Also, if it is your wanking sock, why are you wanking next to me? My bed was literally next to your to yours, mate. You better not have been wanking. I'm going to be having some fucking words with you, mate, but next time I see you, if you were wanking next to me, matey boy. Not having that shit. Definitely not wanking next to me, but yeah, so... <clears throat> it takes a special type of person 
to serve in the military because you got to have your wanking sock and you do not hide it under your bed. <laughs> oh. So, I spoke a bit earlier about my boy, Nice. And my boy, Nice, he's a boy, right? And he's he's really putting in the motivational talk to me. He's really bigging me up, trying to get me to do things, blah, blah, blah. Next thing I know, he signed me up to a motherfucking marathon. Oh, nice boy. I'm going to do it because I'm an idiot. And I do idiot things like, yeah, I'll do a marathon, fuck it. I hate running, though. Everybody knows I hate running. Progression fitness people know I hate running because that's why I don't do it. I tend to just do sprints with them or fucking bodyweight exercises and fucking lifts and shit. Nah, not me, though. Nah, I'm going to go do a marathon. 26.2 miles or whatever it is. 26.6, I don't know. Fucking marathon. And then me being an idiot, I go, oh, I don't really like running. Should we just fucking do a loaded march or, or a speed march? Should we tab it? Let's tab it. Yeah. Well, wait. Ah, uh, should we do 20 to 40 pounds? Give or take? Ah! Idiot. So I thought, well, I've signed up now, so it's got to be done. So doing that, and then I was like, last night, ooh, I better do a little bit just to test it out. So I put a 20 kilo pack on in the Bergen. I went for a speed march and fucking fucked, mate. So I only did five miles. Fucked. Absolutely fucked. Hanging out my hoop. Blowing. <sighs> fucking... Mental, mate. But yeah, me and Nisa are going to do that. I think he wants to do, I think it was the Yorkshire Marathon. Get a bit further away if you want. I'll live in fucking Kent, mate. Bit far, bit far but... Got a year. we got literally a year to do it. So we'll, we'll, we'll smash that. Not a problem, kids. Not a problem. We'll get that done. We'll get that done. Don't you worry. Doing it for a couple of charities. Probably a depression type charity and uh, i'm gonna do it for a dementia cause as well um mrs is nan is 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 going through it at the minute with alzheimer's and dementia and she's a shell of her former self and she's one of the kindest women one of the friendliest women you'll ever meet and it's sad to see that happening <sighs> but yeah so that's gonna get done that's gonna get done So, I don't know about you guys, right? I've always had this little thing about um, eating. And the noise that people make when they're eating and chewing. It really gets to me. So, most of the time I've got to leave the room. And take a minute. I'm alright if I'm in a, in, a, in a restaurant and we're sat opposite. Because I'm eating as well, that sort of thing. But if I'm in a room and you're chewing on a banana... Or something like that. I've th I swear I've said this before. It fucking gets to me. Like, I want to punch you square in the mouth. And then grab the banana and just choke you with it until you die. That's what goes on in my head. In my head, I'm looking at you and I'm going, right, there's several different ways that I can kill you right now. And I'm going to choose 
death by slamming your head into the table, knocking you out, and then putting you in the fridge until you die. Basically. But <laughs> this this comes about from... Um, I got a phone call from Kate the other day, and she was chewing... She was eating her cereal. And fuck me, does it not make me blood red mad. I mean, I'm fuming. I had to, I hung up. I was like, yeah, I'm going. Bye. Yeah, I phoned her back up later, and I was like, you've done eating? Because I can't do it. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's what we got to. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Right, so... Tomo the Tank has got a bit of um, a bit of gen for you guys. Those of you that follow my social media, those of you that follow the podcast, know that I've been um, talking about dropping possibly a t-shirt, maybe two, um, and it is coming to the forefront now. So the Granite Zero t-shirts that have been designed by Little Brown with help from um, our mates at Combat Fuel will be dropping ASAP. And there's only limited numbers. There's only a few mediums, only a few larges, a few smalls, and a and a and a, and a few fucking extra larges. They're gonna go. They're gonna be going for about twenty five quid. So you need to speak to me directly, DM me. Um, if you've got my number, send me a little texty. Not a problem. Get your orders in because they're gonna go. They're gonna go quick. And um, these are gonna be limited edition. So these are gonna be the first T-shirts brought out by. Um, the Granite Zero podcast. Um, and then throughout the year, Darren's going to be dropping new designs. You can pick them up as and when they come. There's a few in the pipeline for the Granite Zero podcast t-shirts. There might be a um, uh, Granite Zero white collar boxing club uh, t-shirt that could is, is possibly in the pipeline. Uh, one for my documentary that's going to be dropping or going to be filmed on the 21st of November, possibly, fingers crossed. So it's all fucking looking up. It's all looking good, really good. And I hope that you guys uh, support the podcast enough to pick yourself up a T-shirt. And just ha- just it's just a bit of fun in it. A bit of, and it helps spread the um, helps spread the word of the podcast and get people listening. <sighs> but yeah, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the final product. Really am, and big shout out and a big thank you to Combat Fuel for helping us out with um, with this product that's going to be coming. Bit of a collaboration, I would say. Some very good friends of mine, you know. And um, yeah. So right, that right. So as you guys know, I love my UFC. I love my fight sports, and um. I was watching a thing about Michael Bispin the other day. Uh, those of you who don't know, Michael Bispin is an English fighter that what um, took his took took some time. Um, he was fucking shit hot. Took his losses. Was always that nearly guy, and then he ended up winning the middleweight championship of the world. And what's so incredible about this? And I I want you guys to look it up on. Um, um, on Instagram or Twitter or or Google it, YouTube it, and it's during his podcast of Believe You Me, and he's talking to um, the the other co-host, and he was saying how he hides from the commission, or he's always wearing sunglasses, and things like that, and basically 
uh, during one of his fights, he got kicked in the head and it basically detached his eye. And he had all these problems with it. So, long story short, he basically won the middleweight championship with one eye. And this is fucking gross because he's there on a podcast and it's like a video podcast, so you can look it up. He's saying how he hides from the commission, he hides from from this, he wears sunglasses, and I basically won the title with one eye, and he was like, yeah, I can prove it, and then pulled his fucking eye out! Yeah, you heard right, pulled it out! It wasn't in his head! It's like a cup, like, there's my eye, and then puts it back in, like, like it was nothing. <laughs> fucking freaked me out a little bit, it really did. It really fucking freaked me out. <laughs> Oh, but to be fair, troops, this is about all we've got time for for the Granite Zero podcast. I've fucking been sat here for like nearly 50 minutes talking to myself. It's fucking madness. Fucking madness. But again, um, just hit me up if you want to become a guest. Um, we still need to work out how we're going to how we're going to do the conference call to record it, to upload it, all that sort of pish. But it's in the pipeline. So if you want to be a guest, fucking feel feel. Feel free, fill your boots, let me know. Um, be a part of something different. And that's what we are here at the Granite Zero podcast. We are different, we are fucking mental. Not just head mental. Um, but I've enjoyed this episode. It's been a good laugh, it's been a good laugh. I've said some fucking silly things, but it's all good. And... The reason why I've done it today on a Friday is because I'm at work all day um, Sunday, so I won't be able to drop it like I normally do. Um, so I've done it a bit early, but I'm sure you guys won't mind. Um, but yeah, so remember to check out a 50 cal coffee. If you also want to, you've got contact coffee as well. They are fucking brilliant too. HR4K, the Bulldog Network. Modern Warrior, CQB Apparel, Combat Fuel, the Rifle Oil Liquor Company, who still haven't got back to me. You know, all, all these veteran-based companies, all these serving member companies, you know, they're brilliant. They put all the hard work and dedication they have from their actual job and put it into the products that they're trying to produce. And it's fucking... The quality of everything is fucking brilliant. Check out Brothers in Arms. Brilliant book. And, um, yeah. As they say in the regiment, per ardua, yeah? Through adversity. I'm Tomo, and I'm out. Hello, Charlie, Charlie One, this is Granite Zero. Out.